It's Wednesday morning and it's a great, blessed good morning to each and every one of you on behalf of the teams at Radio Pulpit and Cape Pulpit this morning. Vuzili with the man working with me. And early up this morning, Sir Vuzi, I salute you. Good morning. Romans 8 verse 35 to 37. Oh, we know it so well, but do we know what it really means? Romans eight thirty-five to 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or anguish, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Even as it is written... For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Then Romans 8 verse 37 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. What are all these things? Tribulation, anguish, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Paul writing to the Italian Christians in Rome, going through a lot of persecution. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And he's telling them, there is no force in this world that is powerful enough to separate us from God. Only we ourselves can separate ourselves from God. The word he uses for separate in the Greek text is aphorizo. It's a beautiful word. And it means to set apart to mark off the boundaries om die grense te beper om jou apart te sit hier in Romeine 8 beteken dit soos echtscheiding in Romans 8 it means nothing can separate me from the love of God this word aforitso horitso means nothing can divorce me from God, like in divorce. Nothing can divorce me from Jesus. Nothing can be put between Christ's love and me. There is no force in the universe that can put a distance between Jesus Christ's love and grace. For me. Paul uses the word for love, agape. And then he sets out a, a few forces in Romans 8.35. He says, tribulation, anguish, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, and sword. These these forces 
and the Christians in Rome knew these forces. And each of these words has its own special terror. It's terrible words, sword, because they were killed by the sword. Peril, nakedness, famine, persecution, anguish, tribulation. They knew because this was their daily diet for being a Christian in Rome. Let's quickly go through all these forces which Paul describes. It cannot divorce you from the grace of Jesus and the love of God. Chorizo, aforizo. It cannot separate you. It cannot mark off the boundaries so that you can't experience the grace of Jesus Christ nor the love of God, nor the power of the Holy Spirit. Let them come. And the Christians in Rome knew this, that these situations, which were, these situations, they were their daily diet, if I can say it like that. Every day, when they didn't experience themselves, they knew or saw someone in Rome, a Christian, going through these terrible forces of trials and tribulation, anguish, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, and sword. The first one, he says, which does not have the power to divorce you, to set the boundaries, to separate you from God, is tribulation. And this word, thlipsis, in the Greek text, tribulation, tribulation is described um, in other places in the New Testament, it occurs what is the effect on Christians. And Jesus even warned that prior to the destruction of Jerusalem in Matthew 24 verse 9, some Christians will face this problem of tribulation. Jesus promised his people that they would suffer this problem in the world, John 16 verse 33, and early Christians were warned about facing tribulation in abundance, says Acts chapter 14 verse 22. While all Christians can overcome tribulations through Christ, Jesus said that not all choose to endure, to go through and therefore, they allow themselves, when tribulations come, to separate, to put boundaries between them and Jesus' grace and God's love and the power of the Holy Spirit. They will go through tribulation, but tribulation cannot take them away from God, separate them, divorce them from God. It's only when the Christian chooses to separate themselves whilst experiencing tribulation. What a word for us. I quickly want to tell you a story, and perhaps you know the story so very well, and I want to play the song just now. You know the song so well. It is well with my soul, that old beautiful hymn. And the story behind the lyrics of It is well with my soul there was a young man in America called uh, Spafford. He had a 
wonderful legal successful practice he was a barrister or a, a procurator of some sort in chicago in america and um, he invested heavily in real estate on the shores of lake michigan and then a fire came and all the real estate was wiped out by this disaster he he lost everything And just before that fire came that destroyed his real estate on the lake of Michigan, he lost his only son through death. And then he thought he wanted his wife and four daughters to have a rest and just go to England. Um, and there, Sankey and Moody was preaching in great campaign. Christian rallies in, in Britain, in England. So he planned a European trip for his family. This was in 1873. And in November of 1873, due to unexpected last-minute business developments, he had to remain in Chicago. But then he sent his wife and his four daughters ahead of him scheduled on the ship SS Ville du Havre it was the ship's name to sail from America to England so that they could go and attend Moody and Sankey's Christian revival rallies in England and then on November the 22nd the ship with his wife and four daughters on it was struck by another English ship and the ship sank in 12 minutes. And several days after the ship sank, he received a telegram from his wife. And the telegram, after she came to Cardiff and Wales, only said, saved alone. His four daughters died by drowning when the ship went down. And Spafford then wrote the song. Apparently, when he was sailing from Chicago to Wales, and at the spot where they said the ship went down and his four daughters died and drowned, on the Atlantic Ocean he wrote the words, when peace, like a river, attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control me that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It's well with my soul. My sin, not in part but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, O my soul. It is well with my soul. And Horatio Gates Spafford 
wrote these words on his way to his wife in Wales from Chicago. Apparently at the spot on the Atlantic Ocean where the ship went down and his four daughters died, he lost all of his real estate at uh, the Lake Sh Michigan in Chicago. He lost his only son by death. He lost his four daughters on the ocean when the ship sank. And this is described as tribulation. Whatever I go through, there is nothing that can put a distance between God's love, Christ Jesus' grace, and the power of the Holy Spirit to a Christian. It is only me, the Christian, that can put a distance between Jesus' love and God's love and the power of the Holy Spirit. But there is no force in the universe that can separate or divorce or put boundaries between me and God's love. When Paul wrote to the Roman Christians and asked the question, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? The first of all these perils, tribulation, aphorizo, as the Greek text said, cannot separate me. It cannot mark off the boundaries and set me apart. Nothing can divorce me and put a distance between God's love, Jesus' grace, and the power of the Holy Spirit in me. It's only me, I. When I experience the tribulation, hmm? when I experience this terrible troubles as a Christian, when it shows its effects on me. As Jesus warned in Matthew 24, 9, prior to the destruction of Jerusalem, you will face this problem. Jesus promised these people, for us, that we would suffer this problem of tribulation in the world. John 16, 33 is the same word. And Christians in Acts 14, 22 will is, 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 they are warned about facing tribulation in abundance, not in small volumes. We can overcome tribulations through Christ Jesus' grace, but not all Christians choose to endure in faith to go through to be more than overcomers, as Paul says in Romans 8, when tribulation comes. Oh, may it be true to you and me as God's children. And I know right now there are hundreds of thousands of our listeners going through tribulation. It's not easy. It's never easy to be a Christian to be God's child in this world. Jesus said so. 
It's not easy to be his disciple. And you may go through much tribulation this morning. Whatever your circumstance may be, I gave you the example of the gentleman who wrote, It is well with my soul. After he lost everything, after he lost his only son by death, and after he lost his four daughters when that ship sank, and after he lost all of his real estate, on the spot on the Atlantic Ocean, when he sailed to his wife in Wales, in 1873, November 22, he wrote, It is well with my soul. Why? Because he chose. He chose not to go down and to allow the tribulation that he experienced to separate him from the love of God, the grace of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul said, in one word, Hippernukumen, we are more than conquerors. Hippernukumen, Hipper is something above Nikao Niki is victory we are above super above victory we are super victors for the Christian victory is not half-hearted or feeble it's to be by the grace of Christ in the face of tribulation to be more than a conqueror. It's not easy, but it's possible. And if you are going through a tribulation, the message from God's word, by the grace of Christ, you are more than a conqueror. Do not choose when the effect of the tribulation on your life is so difficult to allow the tribulation, whatever sort it may be, to put a boundary between you and the love of God and the grace of Christ and the power of the Spirit, do not allow it to separate you from God. It's well with my soul, Spafford wrote. It's well with my soul. Father God, this morning I bring to you each and every one who's experiencing some sort of tribulation. Give him or her the grace of Christ to know that they can be more than overcomers To stand on your word alone, not on the feelings or nor the emotions, and not allow the tribulation to affect them to be separated from you. Glory be to you, O Lord our God. Amen.